0: Welcome to What the Magic, a podcast where we explore everything in this world, human, existential, alien, galactic, energy, intuitive, and all things weird. Welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, so um this week has been crazy. I think for a lot of us with a lot of stuff coming up and I know that there's stuff coming up me especially with the holidays and going to see my family and all of that crazy stuff but I wanted to kick off this week with a super special guest with the let me try English a super special guest Carla um she is super cool we met during BBD so all of my coaching stuff that I've been talking about like she's one of my new buddies from that so um Carla welcome to what the magic which is a podcast where we just talk about like Meta stuff, magic stuff, and just anything and everything in between. Like, it's just like about life as like a healer and a practitioner and all of that kind of stuff. And I'd love to just take a minute to let you introduce yourself.
1: Thank you. I'm Carla Hunt, CEO and founder of Prioritizing Peace. I'm also the host of the Unapologetically Prioritizing Peace podcast. I'm a mental wellness coach and hypnotist. I help women holistically heal negative thoughts, unproductive coping mechanisms, and living beliefs through subconscious reprogramming so that they can experience consistent inner peace, increased happiness, and um, consistent, I think I already said consistent inner peace, but healing your past is the only way to create peace in your future. I help with peace of mind.
0: Right. That's super cool because I, I think that's something that so many people are looking for. I know the people that listen to this podcast have so many different ways and, 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 questions about how to get there but today Carla brought up this amazing question that I don't think I've ever touched on in the podcast and we've kind of touched on in like the lives that we do on Facebook and all of that stuff but today we want to talk about like generational trauma and in the space that I do a lot of work in we call it like family line like wounding we call it Akashic work we we've got all of these fancy names for it but it's it's all the same thing it's all like dealing with all of the bullshit that our families have like thrown at us over years and years and years and years and there's so many different perspectives to it yeah so like tell me a little bit like in in how you work with things like how do you start to broach the question of like generational trauma with your like clients listeners or like followers
1: yeah so it's really talking about their personal experience and what they feel the problem is, and then allowing them to describe it to me in their own words of where they feel like it came from. So going back to their past of, you know, where they they feel it has come from. So whether it's, um, you know, from their past of, you know it came from their parents or um, their grandparents. Cause some people grew up with their grandparents, um, others didn't, um, or you know, really talking about like the limiting beliefs instilled by their parents, the, um, and I'll just go ahead and say it and throw it out there, but but being abused by their parents, some people do talk about that a lot in my work, um, and sometimes that never even comes up in hypnosis, like a lot of times it's just a misperception um, of something in childhood that you know, their mom didn't hug them at one point in time when they wanted to be hugged and that created a misinterpretation and a misbelief that they weren't lovable. A lot of times is where these misperceptions come up, but, um, the, these wounds, a lot of times, um, that's where they start. But when we talk about it, a lot of times, um, as an adult con our conscious mind, they, I let them just tell me what they think it is. You know, they might tell me that I'm overweight because, you know, my parents are overweight and, you know, my parents have all these health issues and, you know, we, we start there and just tell me everything that you think this could be that contributes to the problem. And we go from there and then we start hashing it out. And then whatever comes up in our session is what really the problem is and what really started it.
0: So you guys go through this whole tracking process and as as metaphysical energy workers, healers, whatever label you want to put on it, we do something similar where we start with like, when did you first notice this? When did this come up for you? Like, how did you grow up? What was going on and all of that stuff? And then sometimes we, I even take it a step further. Like, do you know how your parents grew up? Right? Because one of the things that's insanely prevalent is um and i see this on tiktok all the time because i waste too much time on tiktok um the 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 discussion of how our parents didn't go to therapy so now we have to go to therapy to like break the cycle and i think there's so much like truth to that because we're we're seeing how you know the boomers didn't go to therapy so then the xers didn't go to therapy and now millennials are going to therapy and Gen Zers are going to therapy and now like all of these subsequent generations are being brought up out of those cycles of abuses. I mean, hopefully, but there's, there's so much stuff that still comes to it. And like, on the energetic level, you're not just looking at like one, two, three generations, you could be looking down the entire family line for all of that wounding. Like, it blows my mind. I'm, I always come back to you when people are like, well, generational, like trauma isn't a thing. I'm like, But dudes, there was a study done that shows that Holocaust survivors' children carry the trauma of the Holocaust, which is fucking mind-blowing that, like, we would discredit that or not acknowledge that. So it sounds like you've got a really similar process to, like, how I work in tracking through it. So once your clients have kind of figured out, you know, where this is coming from, what's your next steps for them?
1: So we really work on... um... Well, there's, there's several different things because I pair, I am, I'm really unique in my methods because I use hypnosis and we use the hypnosis, but I also pair it with coaching and building practical skills as well. And I want to make sure that people have the skills and we, we work through any specific thing that they're working on, um, paired with the hypnosis. Um, I really don't go deep into my hypnosis in Um, my podcast of like the specific details, but we, we, we use the hypnosis to really remove all of the stuff that's underneath the, you know, the negative emotions that no longer need to be there, remove that, you know, old trauma, the, you know, the generational stuff, that wounding that's underneath the surface, that's limiting um, their progress, that's creating the roadblocks for them.
0: So the hypnosis you use is it just like regular straight hypnosis, or do you play around with any of like the the theta healing or like quantum healing hypnosis type stuff, or is it like just like the traditional like rewriting neuroprogramming um, hypnosis?
1: Um, I'm gonna say it's a little bit of both because I was like it's it's not as advanced as because I was like I've never used the word quantum in, in my practice, but it is more advanced than regular hypnosis
0: because I, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I was going to say we we do more advanced work to to get you to, to the next level than just rewriting your subconscious.
0: Right. It's really interesting because I, I actually have my quantum healing hypnosis certification and I have the first little baby level of it because then you've got to get like you've got to do the five volunteers and then you've got to do 20 more and all of this jazz to like get your certification which is kind of a pain in the ass but one of the things I notice is it it, it's very surface level with how it works with that particular kind of wounding whether it's excuse me whether it's in regards to this life trauma or even past life trauma and it's it's really interesting to see how that works through so When you're working with a client, like you're just focused on that particular client, correct?
1: Yes, I work on that particular client. We work on their issues and what they need to work on. And I I don't do past life regression. I was like, it could happen. I, I don't discount that, you know, people can spontaneously go to a past life. So I don't want to discount that, but that is not something that I specialize in.
0: Totally get it. I, I mean, I do it in there. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell am I listening to? Because sometimes it gets real weird. Um, so with your particular stuff, like when they are reintroduced to those triggers with their family, like do you equip them with tools to handle that? Or after a couple of sessions working with you, are their triggers pretty much like,
1: Non-existent. I've reviewed sessions with me. Their triggers are pretty much non-existent, but we, like I said, I equip them with the tools because I'm I'm very big on boundaries and then implementing boundaries and practicing those and having an accountability partner, or I like to call it a boundary buddy, to help you with those because. We we all need someone to support us, especially if boundaries are not familiar to us, because it it gets scary and it gets uncomfortable when you're setting boundaries with someone, especially if that person is you've never set boundaries with them, especially if it is a parent. And if that parent doesn't respect your boundaries, then at, at a certain point, then you may have to become no contact. So having someone to help you in supporting your boundaries and making decisions that may or may be really difficult for you going forward, that is in your best interest and in your mental health, for your mental health and wellness.
0: Yeah, that's that's huge. I that's something we talk a lot about in my community as well as is boundaries. And the additional thing that I add to that is we teach people how to treat us. And so when we're establishing boundaries with someone who's never had boundaries with us in our life, we have to completely reteach, retrain, rework everything that they've ever like experienced with us and it's really interesting because I'll work with like couples who are like we're having these kind of issues. I'll work with Families and parents that are like, my kids don't respect my boundaries. I'm like, well, do you respect theirs? And they're like, well, I'm the parent. I was like, but that doesn't answer the question. Do you respect their boundaries? Because if you want people to respect your boundaries, it has to be that equal energy exchange with that. The other thing I want to throw out there is that. Um, there are layers and levels to so many of these triggers that we work on in terms of family line trauma, generational trauma, if we want to call it a curse, whatever the hell we want to call it. And I think it's fascinating when we dismantle it for the individual. I, I have a process that I take my clients through where we actually energetically pass all of that healing through the family line. And what I, what I notice, and I, I can speak from my own experience with that, is it also helps shift the behaviors that those particular family members are running. Like, I, I firmly believe, and it's something that I probably say at least a gazillion and one times a day, is that all of the healing we do ripples out to the people around us. Because it can be a, sto- a place of inspiration. It can be way that we actually move forward with things we can we can play with all kinds of stuff when we don't want when we let me try that again when we no longer feel bogged down by everybody else's like projections expectations judgments and bullshit that they throw at us and that's that's huge
1: 100% agree with you Um, my healing journey has had a ripple effect on everyone around me, my friends, my family, my mom. I talk about this in my podcast um, in season two. My mom was depressed for, you know, 10 years and couldn't see color. And, you know, that took a long time for her to get out of that. And then I, you know, wanted difference in my life. And my mom, um, you know, is no longer on depression medication because of the changes that I've made in my life and my progress. So, I mean, like the healing truly has a ripple effect on the people around you
0: that's amazing yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's insane like um, my favorite story that I've ever told about doing any kind of reconciliation work with my family is uh, when I was in undergrad my sister and I went to the same undergrad she's two years behind me and my junior year she started dating this guy that I couldn't stand oh god just did not like him Um, and so she dated him until she was in grad school. So they were together for something like five years and I started doing my healing work. And there was a particular trauma that I had experienced in regards to relationships. And that had also like tracked through some of the family line stuff, looking at it. And I remember going through and doing that healing session, doing that reconciliation and no lie a week later my sister calls me and she goes I broke up with the butthead and I went no fucking way and I was like yes she's like I don't know what I'm doing or how things are gonna go but legitimately she broke up with him and then like a month later started dating her now husband and I'm like I love her now husband he's like one of my favorite human beings we have the weirdest sense of humor and I'm like trauma healing for us ripples out to so many other people like I, I've noticed shifts in my mom, in my brothers, in my dad, in my grandmother, like it truly does ripple down. So I want to ask you kind of a crazy question in like, in your experience as a coach, as a, as a, as a hypnotist, as, as someone working in this field, what is your all-time favorite client success story?
1: That's a great question. Um, I would say my all-time favorite client success story is probably by far, um, I would say my, um, the, the one with, uh, cause I'm just like, they're all like racing in my mind. And so like, I'm just like excited about like all of them. It's so so hard to pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to pick one. So it would probably have to be you know, um, so helping my first client. So I'm going to pick the first one. So helping my first client get out of the stress and the overwhelm. Um, so that, you know, she could completely reclaim control over her life. Cause a lot of my first clients were an overwhelm and stress and allowing her to completely and utterly regain that control over her life because it just like the the thoughts that were you know catastrophic consumed her life and so removing those um, misperceptions and limiting beliefs and clearing all of that out was by far my favorite just to give someone that peace like literally giving someone a peace of mind so that she had the ability to take control of her own thoughts. Cause it wasn't as, it's not as simple as just being like, here, do these affirmations and you can just have these peace of mind. Like we went in and, you know, cleared out the subconscious and gave her, you know, self-confidence and self-worth and self-love. And we, we built that from the inside out and, you know, cleared out all that negative energy so that she could feel confident and actually believe it when she said, you know, I love myself so that she could, you know, reach the goals that she really wanted. And so, you know, now, you know, is working on her business and is able to finally do the things that she wants to do and is doing, you know, book tours and stuff. Sorry, I have my cough drop in my mouth.
0: You're good. I mean, I think we both sound, sound kind Perfect. of phlegmy. It is like middle of winter and like, it, it's just one of be. it's going to be one of those things where like I blew my nose earlier, I'm chugging down hot chocolate, whatever's left of it. Cause I spilled it all over my countertop and we're just having an adventure. So <laughs> no judgment. Yeah. One of the things I think you, you said that I think is super important is that you really dug deep and you didn't just focus on the surface level. And I, I think that's something that a lot of people when they're first stepping into any of this work, like, just focus on is, I just need to run the clearing statement, I just need to do the affirmation, I just need to do this to get to this next right thing. And, and those are great starting points, but you can't really shift something unless you're really willing to dig in. And that digging in is so uncomfortable in the moment but once you step through and you've gone through all of it and you're on the other side of it there's there's so much more growth room and freedom to play with I know like talking with like people I work with as clients like I'm always like okay what's the next right thing how can we get you to dig in deeper how do we move forward with next all of this next step and I have a running joke with one of my mentees in my program right now that you know you're gonna hate me for this but here's what i want you to do this week and she looks at me she goes you're right i don't like you for this but i'm still going to play with it and the shifts that I can make when you actually put yourself in that position and get out of your comfort zone are huge
1: they really are because a lot of and i want us not to discount that positive affirmations Because that's really where I started is like, I was going to counseling and I was just like, gratitude is bullshit. Like, what do I have to be grateful for? And it was really difficult for me to actually begin the process. And then I just started repeating three things I was grateful for every single day. And it was just being grateful that the sun came out. And I mean, on rainy days, like I had to figure out how to finagle that one. And then I was just like, I'm grateful that like this rain makes the plants grow. So like, I, really was like had the three basic things that I was grateful for every single day and it was like that I'm alive that the sun came out and then like I don't remember what the third thing was because it was just like something real generic like I was able to like walk to and from this place um and so like those are the three things and like I just like repetitively just like practicing gratitude allowed me to be able to be open to gratitude but like it was just such a hard thing to do at the beginning but it's It's that little thing when I started practicing that worked, but like, it's such a hard thing for most people that like, you have to dig so much deeper because even on that surface level, I still required more change. Cause it wasn't until like, I personally tried hypnosis and the subconscious reprogramming that I got the, you know, the quantum leap changes that I really needed to get where I needed to be in life.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I know. <laughs> when I started, I was like, and just running clearing statements, like, and, and if you don't know what a clearing statement is, it's just this whole bunch of like jumbled nonsense words that you use, like when you're like, okay, I'm not worth anything. And like, then you just go into your like thoughts and you go anywhere and everywhere I've bought. And so the belief that I'm not worth anything, I delete, destroy, destroy, and uncreate it all. And so you're like, you're, you're interrupting that neural pathway. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to break that cycle. And so I lived by clearing statements, like legitimately the, the whole clearing statement, like mantra was my phone background for months. And like, yeah, you, those affirmations are always that, that like kind of first gateway in because it's, it's where you're like, I know something needs to change, but it feels too big right now for me to dive into something huge and so you start with little changes and there's so much value to that like I'm not going to just push my clients into the deep end session number one and be like yeah here face all of your PTSD loops like no that's not cool like we we want to take some baby actionable steps to get you to that point and free up the room and the space for you to be able to be like hey here's the loop that I actually need to step through and work through because that's so huge and it's, it's insane how often I think we sometimes forget how important those baby steps are.
1: Yeah. I think the baby steps are so important. Like you said, I, I really appreciate individuals who are doing, you know, like the clearing statements and the gratitude and doing the baby steps, because that's so important because it's leading you up to something bigger and it's getting it. it, Like you said, it's making the room and it's preparing you for that deeper work that you, you're right. you Once you get ready, like it's literally getting you ready for it. So you're, you're, you're on the right path. Absolutely.
0: That's, I think there, there's so, there's so many people that get discouraged when they're not getting those immediate results. And for those people who are listening that are like, oh my God, this sounds all amazing. Like I'm going to start doing all of that stuff. It's going to completely change my life. Like I didn't get to where I am overnight. Like I want to make that really, really clear. This is three, almost four years of work and I'm still working on myself. Like I still have triggers. I still have trauma. I still have things that come up that I need to look at and work on and track and clear. Like I am by no means perfect. But what I do know now is that when those triggers come up, I now have the tools in my back pocket. I have a community behind me that's going to support me and like hold space as I need to navigate it. I'm meeting new people. I'm continuing to learn how to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And it's not gonna be overnight. It's going to be a, a bit of a journey and there's gonna be backslides. Like, And I think that's super important to, to talk about is it's not gonna be one clean, I'm totally progressing forward moment. You're gonna have moments where you might backslide a little bit.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Same with me. My, my progress took years, like years of counseling and different modalities. Um, I, I will say that hypnosis definitely exponentially fast forwarded a lot of that stuff. Like I could have done, you know, hypnosis and skipped years of some of the counseling work that I did because it was a lot quicker, but it it still took years of all of the things put together to work through it. And I think you really need to give yourself those years of time to really process a lot of the stuff, because if you try to do all of it in, you know, like five weeks time, that may not be enough if you have a lot of stuff that you're working through, because if you expect to do it all overnight, it's not gonna happen and you're gonna be really disappointed. And we, we, we really have to give ourselves grace and space because it is a process. And I, I actually saw something that was really great about how um, your healing journey is kind of like a spiral staircase that you know you're going as you're going like up the staircase and you're evolving you'll see the same thing over again on like the spiral but you're at a different more higher level than you were before and so like you're revisiting the same thing but you have more tools and skills than you did the first time when you were at like the lower version of that spiral and so you can come at it from a different perspective on that higher level of the spiral of the staircase and so for me it's like you're you're seeing it again but you have you know, better tools, you're more prepared for it and you're more evolved and you're higher up on that staircase to deal with it if it comes back again.
0: I love that metaphor. I've never heard that before, but I adore it. Like, I, and I think we kind of, we see this a lot in, in meta where we talk about like Saturn returns and, and cycles, like in numerology, the nine years and, and all of that stuff, right? Life has a way of being cyclical, cyclic, cyclical (laughs) there's the word I want cyclical right and and so there's there's so much value to exploring the cycles and one of the things that's crazy is um I always kind of relate this to the Buddhist concept of moksha in my practice where right in Buddhism you you reincarnate you reincarnate you reincarnate until you finally reached enlightenment and then you jump off the wheel and that's called moksha so every time we, we hit a new layer of our healing, if we're still kind of in some of those similar patterns, we, we've not totally enlightened ourselves, and we can't step off maybe that spiral staircase, right? We don't get to hit a landing, cross over the building, and then go up a new staircase. We're on the same one time and time and time again. And so it's really, really important when we look at that, that we give, like you said, the grace and the space and and really give gratitude for how far we've come. I I have a practice with my mentees that I'm making them do every week. Cause we meet weekly is I make them look at how far they've come in a week and then celebrate themselves because so much can change in a week, in a month, in a year, if you let it and you show up for yourself time and time and time and time again, like it's, it's huge how much can shift. And there's so much value. Like the other thing too, like we we're talking about how this process takes years. Like Think about how long you've been on this planet. (laughs) Like, you're not going to unwind everything you've experienced in however many years you've been alive in like six weeks. Like, I mean, it might be possible. I've never seen it, but you could do it. I mean, you've got to be some kind of goddamn magician if you do. But I mean, power to you, please teach me your skills.
1: And, And when you do hypnosis, like you have to work on one problem at a time when you, when you're working on it. So like, if I'm working on one problem in that five weeks, it's, it's one problem because you're the, the subconscious mind, the easiest thing for it to do is to do nothing at all and to not change. So I can't come at it trying to change six things at once, or it's not going to do anything. We have to work on one problem at a time and get come to one solution. Otherwise you're, you're not going to change because that's how you're wired is to do the least amount of things to produce, you know, the least amount of efforts Otherwise, it's not going to change anything at all.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Like, it's so important to look at that stuff because what I I see time and time again is I've got clients that are like, here's everything that's wrong with me. Fix it in one session. I'm like, dude, that's a lot of stuff to cover in an hour. Like, you've got an hour of my time and I cannot unwind like 30 years of trauma in an hour. What I can do is help you find that very first layer, unwind all of that and start to work through that. And then um, I have I have something that I talk about with my clients, and I don't know if this is your experience as well, but one of the things I have a, a big chat with my clients about is if you're in the same situation, you can't get that, you can't actually heal yourself out of that situation until you've stepped away from it. And that's been something that's been super loud for, I think, a lot of people. And I just want to say that there, there's val- there's validity and there's there's safety and there's there's comfortability staying in a space that you know is uncomfortable but like it's a familiar uncomfortable but like if we really want to make shifts and we we want to create the movement and we want to step out of these generational traumas or or the trauma that we're experiencing currently we actually have to move ourselves out of that situation
1: yeah I totally agree so sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone like so 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 even though where we are that feels comfortable is completely and utterly like unsafe sometimes for our well-being that scary thing to step into safety is even scarier which doesn't make sense right but because we've trained our subconscious that it's safe here because it's familiar we have to do something that's opposite and go into something that's unfamiliar because it's on like it's it's different which to our brain says it's unsafe even though it's better for us. So getting us to move out of that comfort zone is is absolutely necessary. Like you said, yeah, getting out of that old space is absolutely necessary.
0: And that's, that's super huge. There, there's something that um, I've been tracking in my fun little meta woo woo nonsense is I think so many people want to go the exact opposite direction to what they've experienced and, and what they've worked through and all of that stuff. And and there's so much value to stepping out and kind of like playing with the complete opposite end of the spectrum. But one of the things that is so important in walking through this life and doing any kind of healing work is recognizing nuance. And one of the things that um, has jumped out at me a lot as I've been working and tracking through all of my meta Woo stuff this week is things have an equal and opposite reaction right? You can't have one without the other. You can't have light without dark because they create each other, right? You you can't have dark unless the light is shining. You can't have light unless there's dark around it to illuminate it, right? So we're not working in opposites. What we're doing is we're reconciling the aspect of that duality that no longer serves us And working through the trauma with that so that the next time we see that particular duality, we can see it for exactly what it is, right? I'm always reminded of that quote from Mulan that the the prettiest flower blooms in adversity. Like, that comes up in my mind. Like, think about how far every one of you that's listening has come. Like, you are nowhere near the person you were a year ago, a month ago, a week ago, because you're continually evolving and changing. And as you continue to evolve and change, you are learning and growing and, and seeking out new experiences, whether they be healing or potentially detrimental, right? There are times we'll put ourselves in situations so that we can learn a lesson and, and move forward karmically or whatever. And so when we're in those moments, it's really important for us to like acknowledge that we're not the person we used to be and that we can keep moving forward and that everything is a way to grow.
1: I absolutely love that. And bringing it back to your point about like celebrating, like the growth, because you can grow a lot in a week. And I, I really, I love celebrations because that can be hard for a lot of people. And those, those little growths can be very, very um, they can be very subtle changes. And so just celebrating those things. And then even having someone help you bring that out and saying like, but no, you didn't react the way you used to in this situation. Like you you would have had a panic attack normally, but you didn't. Like you just like, you had a mini meltdown and then you carried on with your day instead of letting it take consume your whole day. Like that's still a win. So having someone else help you see it from a different perspective helps you bring out the wins because I sometimes even struggle with like, well, what did I do today? And then I'll make a list and then I'll have someone else like, okay point out to me like what i did and they're like dude did you see your list and then it's like oh yeah like look at what i all i did today
0: yeah i uh i have the habit of building the to do list and crossing off like three or four things and i'm like i didn't do anything today and i'm like but the thing that i did do took a lot of time <laughs> right and so that's that's right it, it's totally valid like that celebration is is so huge so important and it, it's so Like it's, it's also a recognition, like it's not so much just celebration. Like it's a recognition as well. Like if I were to look at who I was three years ago and like travel in time, be me, go to that Kelly and be like, Hey, in three years, you're going to run your own business. You're going to have a podcast. You're going to have people that absolutely love and support you. And it's going to be great because your family's not going to trigger you anymore. I would look at me and be like, you're full of shit and like turn around and walk away and go back into my little wounded like moments, right? But now I can, I can honestly look back at Kelly from three years ago and be like, wow, leaps and bounds of change and difference and growth and recognize the healing that's happened. And I, I can see it in so many other people. And I, I think what you said about having a celebration buddy is so huge because so many people also don't realize how far they've come that's, that's
1: crazy. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love having a celebration buddy. Um, and to your point um, no, we, d- we really don't realize how far we've come and we, we really just need to celebrate ourselves more and give ourselves more credit, more grace, and just keep, just keep going on the journey, just allowing the lessons to come learning from the lessons and then keep Keep evolving and growing. There's just, there's just so much opportunity to heal and just allowing ourselves to heal, to grow, to, to enjoy the process. I think a lot of times, and especially in my experience, like in the beginning, I was just like, this is the worst. And at this point, like I'm enjoying the process. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm curious. Like allow it. Here's where I get like the joy from the journey is like I'm curious about it. Instead of being like so upset about it, I'm curious. So I'm just like, okay. This thing happened. I'm curious what this lesson is. Like what, what good thing is going to come from this negative thing? Because like you mentioned, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's dark where there's light. So I was just like, if there's like this tiny negative thing, there has to be an opposite thing on the other side. So what, what good thing is going to come from this? Like what, what good thing am I learning? What good experience is going to come out of this? Like, I'm, I get curious and I get excited. Like, okay, like what exciting thing is going to come out of this? Like what opportunity is going to come out of this?
0: one of my other favorite things, like to that point is I love when my clients call me on my shit. It's one of my all time favorite things. Like I I had a conversation with one of my clients last week and I was talking about my weight because right. I've got like family stuff with weight. And I was like, you know what, as a healer, I should be able to like, just figure out what's going on in my body and like start to release this shit. And she goes, well, tell me a little bit about like what you think about food because she's an occupational therapist. And I was like, so this is my perspective about food. Here's all the stuff that I've already worked through and cleared about food. And I was talking about it and she looked at me, she goes, do you know what's really interesting? I go, what? She goes, you keep calling the food that you enjoy that your body wants and requires junk food. And I went, well, it's not healthy. And she goes, that's, that's a matter of perspective. And I went, oh shit. And I went, damn it. I was like, thank you. And so I was like, and she's like i'm sorry for calling you out i was like no please always and consistently call me out because in this journey whether or not i'm acting as coach healer mentor whatever the fuck my role is like it's an equal exchange like i expect you to call me on as much of my shit as i'm about to call you on yours like and that's how the dynamic works right because it's a relationship between all of us right And if I can model how I want that relationship to look like, then you can step into, you know, another relationship in your life and have that open, authentic dialogue without all of the judgment, trauma, and and control dramas that go along, right? Without the energy pulls and all of that stuff. And so it's absolutely amazing to witness all of that and see how we can step forward and out of that together.
1: I absolutely love that. I love being able to share that energy in a way that's authentic and not judge non judgmental, so that we can help each other heal. Like I feel like that's the whole point of the journey is that, you know, what is it like rising tides? Like all all ships rise. What it was the quote, "All ships rise (laughs) together." You get the point. But what we all rise together if we help each other, and so it's it's a mutual exchange that if you have important knowledge and you're able to help me while i'm helping you why not do that because it it benefits us all that if i'm able to help you get healthier i can you you once you're healthier you know you have better ability to help others as well it's like it just only enhances everyone's experience on you know our planet that we're making each other better and are all like holistically
0: And I I think that's huge, right? One one healing, working with one person leads to working with another person leads to them working. And it ripples out. Like, As coaches, as mentors, as healers, we can't work with all seven bazillion people on this planet. We can maybe work with, I don't know, in our lifetime, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe more, depending on how we're going through, and that just means that that 100,000 reaches another 100,000 which reaches another 100,000 and it just it ripples out and i think there's so much value to that like if you can work on your stuff with your family then you can show your family where they're holding their trauma and support them through unwinding and moving that and that's huge right it's not just about us like i i love starting like starting with us is huge like honestly i was selfishly motivated to get my poop in a group because i was suicidal and i was like maybe i don't want to die maybe i should actually like get my shit together and so i did and i stepped into energy work and all of this stuff and then it rippled out to everyone i know and it's absolutely amazing when we do that. Like I've got parents who come in and they're like, I've got this trauma that I really need to work on because I don't want my kids to experience it. And I'm like, great, cool. That's awesome. I don't have kids. Let's dive in. Let's play with it. Let's see where we can go with it. And I, I think that's so huge.
1: I love that. Like that, that's one of the biggest things that I hear a lot also in my, my line of work is that they have something that they're dealing with that's a trauma that they don't want to pass on to their kids. And that's, that's the thing is I, and I say this often is like, you're dealing with something that, you know, your parents passed down to you when you were a child once, and you know, you don't want to pass it on to your kids. And even if you don't have kids, you were a child once. So like it, it happened. So whether or not you have kids or you're going to have kids, you were a child once, like you got it from somewhere, whatever shit you're dealing with, it, it came from somewhere. So you, you, you have to deal with it at some point. So I, I think children, having children is a great motivator for, for a lot of people. And that's what a lot of people really want to, to deal with is like, I want to be better for, for my children. I want to be the best version of myself because I don't want to give them this stuff. I know what it feels like. And having that empathy is is really great to you know be part of that to to heal is just like I know what it feels like I I I also don't want to continue experiencing it but I also want to be better for my kids
0: and that's that's so huge and I I want to thank you so much for coming on here and talking with me about all of this and, and sharing your perspective and I think we've kind of rambled, not rambled, we'd ha- we've had a very interesting discussion. Normally when it's just me, I'm just rambling to everybody. I'm just like, here's my plan. Here's what we're talking about. And here's how it all goes. But um, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today and, and sharing all of your expertise and your experience with us. Um, how can people find and work with you? Because I, I would love to plug that in the description and, and get that going for us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Prioritizing Peace. You can also find me on YouTube at Unapologetically Prioritizing Peace. Mm-hmm. And um my website is not currently up to date, but at prioritizingpeace.com. But you can email me at hello at prioritizing Everything's prioritizing peace. I mean, you put it in, in Google, uh make sure it's Carla Hunt and you can find me.
0: Awesome cool. So I will get that all linked up. Um, thank you much. So but, but let me try this again in English. Thank you so much for working with us. Um, as always, if you guys have someone you want to see on the podcast, you guys have a topic you want to talk about, go ahead and shoot me a DM. All of my stuff is in the description as always. Uh, but so thank you so much, Carla. Um, it has been such a pleasure and, um, I will talk to all of y'all who are listening next week.